I'm Major Robinson. Leslie Messer. Mike Halligan. Joel Rosette. Mary Stranahan. Senator Dwayne Ackney. I'm from Colstrip, Montana. In, in Helena, Montana. Box Elder, Montana. Rocky Boys Indian Reservation. Sydney, Montana. From Arlie, Montana. And you are listening. And you are listening. And you're listening to Listen First. You are listening to the podcast Listen First Montana. Hi, this is Chantel Schieffer, President and CEO of Leadership Montana. Views and opinions shared by guests of Listen First Montana do not reflect the opinions of all of our alumni or organization. We are a large group with lots of opinions, believe me. If you hear something that makes you uncomfortable, we invite you to listen deeply, listen hard, and listen first. This is Chantel Schieffer with Listen First Montana. Today we are in Bozeman and we are sitting across from the table from a Leadership Montana legend in Carmen McSpadden. Oh, she's laughing. You are a legend in Leadership Montana. No? Wow. (laughs) Thank you. That's a a legend. I don't think I've even heard that word before. Well, Carmen was a part of our our organizing committee, the founders of Leadership Montana, way back in 2003, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. We're celebrating 20 years of Leadership Montana this year. You became a member of our class of 2006, so you matriculated through the program. And since then, you have been a trainer for our program. So your impact, like there isn't anyone that goes through Leadership Montana that isn't impacted by you. Your impact is huge. It's legendary, Mm -hmm. truly. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. So we'll get to your your leadership Montana legacy in a moment. But first, I just want to check in and see how are you doing? It's a it's an interesting time in the world right now. And I'm just curious, what's what's going on with Carmen? So um, what I want to tell you is, you know, just that question, how are you, is got a lot going on with it. Um, I remember answering that question with my brother, Frank. And I said, oh, Frank, I am fine. And he said to me, Carmen, fine is a four-letter word. Tell me more. Go deeper. And so I would say to you, and truly, right now I'm doing good. Um, It has been uh, one of those busy years of ups and downs. Um, I feel like I'm moving forward. I... It's been a time of loss for many of us and in lots of different ways. And I would say to you that I'm feeling good because right now um, my deepest connections and family and friends, they're doing good. And I'm doing my best to uh, uh, keep those contacts as close to me as possible. So good. I'm doing good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Let's talk a little bit about your background. And for anyone who is a part of a Leadership Montana experience, we all know that you and your husband, Doug, who's amazing, you owned and operated an adventure travel company. So let's start there. Talk to us about what it means to run an adventure travel company. Well, I I think you can't talk about running anything without talking about um, entrepreneurship. Um, It was uh, something that you decide and you leap into Um, owning or founding your own business is uh, a life-changing decision that you make um, because there's so much uh, possibility 
and so much that is uh, potential, but also uh, so much that is your responsibility. Um, I remember getting some incredible guidance and wisdom um, around uh, this idea of being um, a business owner and just how important um, our decisions were going to be because they affected the lives of our staff, they affected the lives of our customers and in every way. What I can tell you about that time, it was incredibly um, exciting, uh, but it was also busy and it was also one of those times where um, we put out in the world, we want to run an adventure travel company, and how do we do it? What I can tell you also is that the takeaways from that were uh, huge personal growth. How to work with teams, how to manage staff, uh, how to take groups of people, <laughs> much like Leadership Montana, um, around um, different parts of the country, certainly different parts of Montana, um, and have them uh, connect in a way that hopefully makes it one of their best vacations of their lives. The tie to the outdoors, the tie to activity, uh, the tie to good food, good drinks, uh, the tie to fun accommodations, um, all came together in a way that um, for us made it really, really rewarding. Would you say that adventure or travel is a core value of yours? Adventure is yeah. one of my core values. Yeah. Tell us about your other core values. Uh, I am clear about my core value of love, uh, joy, uh, curiosity, trustworthiness, mm -hmm. and knowledge. Mm. I see all of those things in you in lots of different ways. So more on your background. So currently, you are the director of the Leadership Institute at Montana State University. You've been there for how long? 20 years. 20 years? I can't even believe it. So the same time that Leadership Montana was starting, you were joining the, the team at MSU? Uh, a little. I was uh, part of uh, Montana State University a little bit before Leadership Montana started. So talk to us about the Leadership Institute. What do you do and what do you love about it? Uh, well, first of all, I never in my life imagined that I would be there 20 years later. I had no idea just how um, exciting and um, energizing uh, the students, undergraduate and graduate students, can be. So my first piece with that is to help them become catalysts for positive change. And it is about um, creating places where their leadership development is challenged um, and also uh, has the opportunity to be put in place. I have a mantra, you learn to lead by leading, and putting our university students in places where they are leading is one of the best things that we can do for them so that they can ultimately um, impact our state uh, and our communities uh, at uh, this next level, as I like to say. So how does that work? We do all kinds of things. Um, everything from leadership trainings uh, to bringing in um, inspirational and aspirational people uh, into our communities. And they learn um, everything from project management to what it really means to make decisions and have to um, either stick by them or change their mind based on what they've learned. So of those speakers that you've brought in, do you have a favorite or two? 
Oh, there have been so many. Um, just, um, just a few months ago, we brought in Dmitry Muratov. Uh, he is the Nobel Peace Prize winner um, for his work in Russia um, and free press. Uh, in such a uh, difficult time in the world, what he shared with us uh, in terms of being brave, um, courageous, standing for those values, uh, standing for his values, his team's values. Um, he lost six journalists during his time. And I think that uh, in, when you think about major leaders, there is this courageous piece to them. And so um, he comes to mind. Uh, Maya Angelou comes to mind. Mm. Wow. Um, Salman Rushdie, the writer, comes to mind. We have just really had remarkable, remarkable speakers come to um, Montana State and have these kinds of conversations like we're having together mm -hmm. right now um, with small groups of students and then, of course, uh, with our community at large. The thoughtfulness that goes into who we bring um, is another whole leadership process who we bring in why. And right now, uh, we are working on what that might look like um, for the next year. That's so exciting. And I imagine that over the course of the years, some of those speakers maybe have come with some controversy. How have you coached the team on navigating through that controversy? Well, I think one of the pieces that uh, are also tied to Leadership Montana is this idea of um, bringing diverse points of view to our communities. And we do our best to bring a variety of points of view. I can think about a controversy that occurred when we brought Condoleezza Rice. And that controversy was um, uh, coming from a certain portion of our students as well as our certain portion of our faculty. And so the ability to have them be able to uh, share their concerns, uh, find places where they can uh, provide their insights, but at the same time honor uh, the idea that um, when we bring someone that's going to speak about their leadership journey, uh, that we provide a safe space, that we um, assure that their point of view is also heard. Mm. That is absolutely in line with what we do at Leadership Montana, how to be in conversation, be in relationship with people with whom you might disagree. And so much growth is possible when you allow yourself to break free from your silo and be in that relationship and be in that conversation. I have seen, and I'm sure you have even more than I have, being in just about every classroom of Leadership Montana, what happens when we can take those silos away and sit at a table and talk about hard things and, and do it in a way that evokes laughter and joy and tears and frustration and all of those, those big emotions, right, that we just, don't, we just don't do every day. And I think that's what's so powerful about the Leadership Montana model is that we, just, we provide those containers of safety to be able to do that. Your role with Leadership Montana is foundational in building that container of safety. So let's talk about what you do with Leadership Montana. 
and the role that you've played over the years mm -hmm. and how you help us bring that, uh, that magic to life? Well, first of all, I think it, I truly believe that it is just a huge number of people that do that. So I, as much as I feel like I've helped, um, I'm going to say to you that um, without a doubt that there is a team that makes this happen. Um, and there is uh, truly a thoughtful recipe um, with the curriculum building uh, that also makes this happen. Uh, that ability to provide a safe space to where uh, our class members ultimately feel both confident and safe enough uh, to be their authentic selves, uh, to share uh, deep both concerns and joys. What I have learned with Leadership Montana over the years is that the one of the, the most important pieces is to that is to put the curriculum uh, together with the team in a way that allows for uh, our class members to not only be their authentic selves, but to bring their expertise, their knowledge, their stories to the table. So with Leadership Montana, um, it all began with the organizing committee some 20 years ago. It was a amazing group of people who, um, under the direction of Tom Scott, all had uh, and all gained this energetic, I want to say, vision around what could happen when you bring great people together. And that's what happened. Uh, it first began with that organizing committee um, and with a vision. And then over the course of years, it's just continued to be improved upon and improved upon and improved upon. In this time and place of, of our world and our society, you know, we hear often that leadership is more important than ever. What do you see happening in the world right now? And, and how do you see leadership really playing uh, a critical role in, in helping our society work better together? It has been, you know, more turbulent, more polarized. Uh, and I believe that leadership is needed more than ever. And I think for me, um, part of when I see, say leadership, I mean the kind of people that can help us bridge these divides. Um, we absolutely need leaders who understand complexity. Uh, we need leaders who have a confidence around uncertainty because we don't know what's gonna happen next, whether it's tomorrow or it's next week or next year. And so that ability for leaders to adapt uh, and have a skill set that allows them to adapt is, is critical. Um, the other piece for me um, with respect to why leadership is important is I think when, in fact, we take time for ourselves so that we can dig in deep to self-knowledge, uh, understanding both our strengths and our opportunities within ourselves, it can make a huge difference on those that we are um, whether it's a volunteer group we're leading, whether it's our families, or whether it's, and we've had many, people running organizations with thousands of people. That self-awareness and that time for self-reflection is one of the gifts of Leadership Montana. Who we 
who we are is how we lead. Tell me what it means, the words listen first. What does that mean to you? This is a podcast, Listen First, a podcast of leadership, Montana. Tell me what listening means to you and why it's important. I want to say that I love this title, Listen First. I love it. Thank you so much for it. Um, it takes me back to um, a lot of my um, work around sustained dialogue. I um, had an opportunity to be part of that program for several years. Um, it's a core belief of mine that if we can listen first and if we can find ways to uh, talk with one another uh, and hear each other's stories, that change can be made. Uh, the founder of that, Hal Saunders, was an incredible diplomat, had his own whole history of trying to solve some of the biggest issues in the world, and came back and said, what if we could uh, find a way to help people listen deeply? And so uh, listen first is just uh, an important part of leadership. Uh, what I have always walked around with from sustained dialogue is uh, listen deeply so that you can be changed by what you learn. Both learn and listen are part of that point of view. And I really, really believe in it. I think it's uh, such an opportunity for us each and every day. So speaking of opportunities, let's talk about what challenges and opportunities we see for Montana. As part of the Leadership Montana team, you travel all over the state with us, and you hear all of these remarkable community leaders talking about the challenges that they see and the opportunities that they see. And I think one of the things that always surprises me is that the challenges in Miles City are the same oftentimes as the challenges in Missoula. And I'm curious what you see as challenges and opportunities for our state. I love this question about the challenges and opportunities, Chantel. And sometimes I um, agree that they're the same, and sometimes they are so different. You know, we can go from um, one um, place to the other, and uh, we're dealing with uh, affordable housing uh, and lack of uh, employees. And then we can go to another place, and we are dealing with uh, the... Uh, ability to have housing, but we're probably still in with lack of employees at the same time. I mean, it is a number of different challenges. I think what I have noticed, though, is those challenges that are, you know, really tied to our heart uh, and relationships, things like um, suicide and substance abuse um, and uh, um, areas where, in fact, uh, impact our people and our families and friends, Montanans feel them. Uh, there are other er places where we, again, need to uh, work together to, to solve uh, issues and divide. And it can be how we use our natural resources. Uh, that has been so interesting, and especially with Leadership Montana, and certainly for any alum that has been part of it, as we go from one place to the other, the points of view are different. You know, how do we use our natural resources? How do we fund education in our state? We may all have a value of great education, but there's hundreds of different ways that um, different places will decide how to get there. 
as as a leader yourself, as a leader of, of a team, as uh, someone who is adjacent to a lot of different leadership opportunities and perspectives, what do you see as and, and what have you experienced in this challenging time? You know, we're coming out of a pandemic. We've got you know social and political issues that we're navigating through day in and day out. What do you see as challenges for our our state and our nation right now? You know, personally, I um, I lean into the value of education, and I have a lot of energy around uh, the idea of having this opportunity. So I see it as an opportunity of working better together uh, to continue to make that a priority for all Montanans, uh, that we recognize that it begins pre-kindergarten, uh, that that investment is a tremendous payoff uh, for all of us down the road. I do believe the state with the best education wins. And so there's an area where I am absolutely energized uh, and committed to assure that um, we keep our quality going. And even through things like a pandemic and making sure that we recover um, with those children from a pandemic to assure that they are where they need to be. The other place I see is both a challenge and an opportunity is our ability to work better together. You know, this is part of leadership, Montana, and yet um, there are some political divides that seemingly um, are insurmountable. I have watched and witnessed in a room at Leadership Montana people who were on either sides of an issue come together uh, by getting to their like values, by recognizing they care about this state as well, that they have families, and that ultimately there are some decisions that both can come together and compromise. So I, I do believe that um, each of the challenges comes with an opportunity, and that's probably um, a bit of who I am too. As you know, Chantel, mm -hmm. I'm a tremendous optimist. Me too. And uh, I will probably never give up on the possibility um, that uh, good decisions can be made. Mm. Your optimism is one thing that I've always really appreciated as a balance to my often pessimism. So thank you for that. That's been very helpful in the classroom over the last 10 years. You're welcome. And <laughs> it's helped me too, having someone uh, be willing to uh, call me out on my um, optimism sometimes as well and um, remind me uh, of uh, the ability to read that reality truthfully. It's a complicated world we live in. And you, you mentioned that you, you, I think you alluded to the 2016 election where we saw a great division in in our flagship class and we saw those divides really start to shrink towards the end as we identified opportunities for folks to really have deep and meaningful conversations about what was happening in the world what we were seeing unfolding in the world it was a very contentious election and i would not be surprised if if 2024 is as well and i'm curious thinking ahead to being in that classroom what lessons from election years, whether it's, you know, 2016, 2020, can you take into 2024 and also help for the team to model how we navigate through that? Because I don't know about you, this is the pessimist in me. I see those divisions nationally 
deeper than ever. What tools do you think we can take into the classroom to really ensure that we're navigating those election years? That is such a a great question and a tough question. Uh, There is no, um, I don't think there'll be any perfection around that. I do think there are some lesson learned. And I think part of the lessons over um, our years has been um, our willingness to identify um, what might be coming um, within the dynamics of the class as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Also be willing to just show um, uh, our recipes for how to uh, make this uh, a process of learning, right? A process of listening, um, a process of growing, uh, and to dig into the opportunity that um, we can learn something from someone who has a different point of view of ours. The challenge and the work is around staying in and having, and there are, there's leadership skills that we can be providing that help everybody in the room stay in on the conversation, not run away, not walk away, not flee, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Not uh, do all those things that we do when we're in conflict. Mm -hmm. So I would say for the team, it's for us to see this, honestly, as a learning opportunity for Mm -hmm. everyone that's going to be part of um, a major election year. Mm -hmm. Um, And regardless of the program, whether it's a flagship program or any other program, because the great thing about Leadership Montana is a great thing, is we bring and we identify diverse points of view to bring together. It's what makes traveling around Montana so interesting. It's where, when, when uh, Lum tell me, you know, what was most important, it was when they were brought to their growing edge. Mm-hmm. It was when they said, you know, I never thought I could stay in that conversation. So I hope for the team that will, um, we will see it as an opportunity, that it can be probably one of the best places to be during an election and then an election year. And it's such a unique place to be, too, right? It's such an opportunity for anyone who gets to be a part of our programming, starting with our flagship, to be in a room with people that you disagree with. Because we just don't see that in everyday life right now. We don't. And, you know, if we were to challenge each other, you know, and if we were to do the work around who we're surrounding ourselves with, mm-hmm. we, you know, we like to surround ourselves with a tribe of like people. You know, if we do that wonderful exercise as to who we're closest with, like thinkers, like people, uh, those that do what we like to do, and that has some safety to it, but without it, um, with the ability to bring in other and points of view, um, other experiences, then is the opportunity from a standpoint of our mind to be opened and changed. And it's exciting. I mean, some of the most exciting sessions I have been um, part of with Leadership Montana has had issues of um, what could be seen as high conflict. Mm -hmm. And yet there we were working them through. And at the end of it, everyone had grown as a result. Mm -hmm. Those have been the, the, the days for me that make it just so worthwhile, right? When you get to see people who vehemently disagree on an issue come to some kind of understanding 
And I saw that this last summer really powerfully in our Leadership Montana for Legislators program with a group of, of bipartisan legislators sitting around in a circle talking about some of the hardest issues that they have to navigate as elected leaders. And for two hours actually sitting and listening to each other, to hearing each other's perspective and to building that sense of understanding. And, and I always like to say, like agreement is not necessarily the goal, right? Understanding is the goal. To be able to understand someone else's perspective, even if you don't agree, that's the core of disagreeing without being disagreeable. And in every conversation that I've had with Tom Scott over the years, he used those words with me, disagreeing without being disagreeable. So as a founder of Leadership Montana, as someone who was in that room, in that conference room in First Interstate Bank in Billings, the top floor, are we meeting the, the vision of, of our founders? Chantel, I just, when you were describing what was happening last summer with the legislators, I want you to know that that was absolutely um, a piece of the vision. This all came out of contentious legislative session. And how can people behave in that way? And what do we need to do as citizens, citizens of Montana, to assure that we are building leaders who know how to speak with each other? I hope that you personally are so proud of not only just the number of incredible programs uh, that we now have, but specifically that program. Uh, that is a core reason Leadership Montana began. Uh, and there was such frustration um, for all of us around that table. And we said, what is it that we wanna change? And that is it. Mm -hmm. And being able to get to a place where Leadership Montana um, and the brand of Leadership Montana is so effective, so interesting, and so important um, that our highest elected leaders will come together um, and practice uh, some of the components that we do um, as part of our flagship program, our masterclass, all the programs. So I, I really hope um, from the bottom of my heart that you are feeling that... Um, not only that have you done an amazing work, but that particular program um, has the ability to change not only um, how our leaders behave, uh, but also how those that are watching, that's maybe even the most important, the citizens, our children, who are watching on how to behave and how to listen to each other. Thank you. Something that I think is, is interesting, at least to me, is you, you mentioned that our, per, our organization was founded out of contention in a legislative session, 2001 legislative session. Um, first of all, I would go back to that level of contention any day, right? Second of all, I was a part of that contention. I was on staff in the legislature. I, you don't know this like, by the look on your face. So I, I was a part of crafting messages that were um, 
you know, vitriolic in, in a lot of ways and very partisan and very, you know, politically charged. And um, to to kind of come full circle now for me to be a part of undoing that, um, you know, 20 some years ago is um, is really powerful. And as someone who had a career in politics and government, um, Leadership Montana has certainly taught me how to do it better and how to model the way that we can get back to that place where we're not just Democrats, we're not just Republicans, we're just Montanans. So for me, our, our work around the legislature is, is personal. And it shows. Yeah. And, and your evolution. I, I am surprised uh, because the Chantel that's sitting across from me right now um, is not the one that would craft uh, the kinds of messages that would deepen a divide. Yeah, right. So 20 years, but also 20 years of this deep work um, has uh, made you uh, not only an incredible leader, but also the ability to s look back and reflect and say, wow, look how far I've come. I was part of the problem. And now I'm a part of the solution. And I hope that it, it, I hope it doesn't take others 5, 10, 15, 20 years to recognize that we have opportunities to be better and, and to, to let those partisan divides fall away. I think we would be better as a state if we could continue to do that. Yes, and. <laughs> yes, and. We always love that. Mm -hmm. There is... Um, this organization, Leadership Montana, who gives you a chance to um, have a fast track uh, to this personal learning, to this reflection, uh, uh, to this ability to um, move um, f from stressful situations to one of compromise. There is, uh, and you'd be interested in this, there's a body of work around leadership programs in general. And one of the things that um, is showing up is that um, if you commit to a leadership program um, when you are specifically under high stress and conflict, that it actually can help from a standpoint of your well-being. Mm -hmm. uh, there is something around the personal growth piece of it, uh, being around uh, those that are also like-minded and wanting to um, improve um, and professionally develop themselves uh, that adds tremendous value uh, to the individual leader. Uh, and so... Um, uh, whether it's um, working and recognizing over the course of time with Leadership Montana that, you know, you've been part of every program intimately, mm -hmm. or it's just committing to a Leadership Montana flagship program for the first time, it, it truly can help your ability to move from conflict and stress and one side is black and one side is white to uh, that centeredness uh, that allows you to listen deeply, mm -hmm. listen first. So I, I found that work to be really interesting in that research um, applied to my Montana State job, but also knowing that it is without a doubt a core benefit of being part of Leadership Montana and has for me because uh, you teach what you need to learn mm -hmm. and you continue to learn from every single class that comes in. And so I have huge gratitude for being part of this program because it's impacted my life so personally. Mm.
it has a way of doing that. I, I have often said that leadership Montana can help fill gaps you didn't even know that you had. And, and I've, I've experienced that in a number of ways. Before we kick over to the lightning round, is there anything you want to say? Anything else you want to share? Oh, I just want to congratulate Leadership Montana on 20 years. I think there is something about my history of being an entrepreneur and being a business owner um, and being part of nonprofits since I was 24 years old that I know that not every nonprofit thrives or makes it. And certainly not every nonprofit um, actually can uh, live the vision and mission that they have put out in the world to do. And uh, for the last 20 years, I have seen a group of people in Montana um, circle around this idea of um, improving and supporting and creating the betterment of leaders in Montana. And um, I want to just say a couple things. One is Yahoo mm -hmm. to Tom Scott and his vision. Um, thank you to every single person who said yes uh, to being uh, a class member of Leadership Montana. Thank you for the, those that stepped up to be board members. Um, oh my goodness, what you've done in terms of creating an infrastructure, structure, Chantel, I hope you recognize you're leaving it better, mm -hmm. better, better than you found it. Uh, we're in a great place. And there's huge opportunities ahead for us. And so thank you personally for this opportunity to be on your podcast. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. <laughs> and then finally, um, thank you to Leadership Montana um, for uh, the kinds of people uh, that have been through it uh, that are stepping up and truly making Montana better. Thank you. Thank you for the legacy that you have built with Leadership Montana, too. I'll, I'll say it again, there's not a single person who's gone through our program that isn't connected to you and, and your teachings, and you are a huge part of um, the magic that makes all of this possible. So thank you. Okay, you ready for the rapid fire? No. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. So these don't have to be one-word answers, but they're quick ones. Okay. Who is your favorite superhero and why? Oh, my God. I think it would be... Batgirl. <laughs> and I think just because uh, uh, the energetic youth of being able to do all that she did um, and to show up and add value. Mm. Fill in the blank. Leadership is? Ooh. Leadership is personal. Mm. Who do you admire the most? I admire... And this is an easy one for me. I admire my partner and husband of 38 years and known him another six years after that. Uh, he has truly uh, had a huge impact on who I am. If a movie was made about your life, what would the genre be and who would play you? Oh my God, I have no idea. Um, I think it would be a romantic comedy. Uh, and oh my God, who, do, who should play me? Oh, that's a good question. I see Sally Field in you. Oh, that would be, yeah, Sally Field would be amazing. She's so kind and sweet and wonderful. 
Yeah, she is. I, I, I think that, I, you know, I'm open to anyone playing me, honestly. I, I, uh, and I love laughing, so, it, you know, the comedy piece of it is important. Yeah. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Oh, I am so excited. I am actually going to Alaska this summer. Yeah. And it is a place that uh, my dear husband worked at and talked about for much of our lives. And we have a fantastic adventure uh, planned. And I'm taking a whole three weeks off of work completely. Uh, there's no way to be connected. Um, crossing my fingers that when I come back, I still have a job. <laughs> and uh, really, really excited about um, what we've got planned. That's wonderful. I love Alaska. It's my second favorite state. So I'm, I'm jealous now. Oh, besides Listen First Montana, do you have a favorite podcast? Oh, I am. And that is a great question because I, I thought that might be coming. But I just want to let you know. I want to make sure I've got it. So Julia Louise Dreyfus's Wiser Than Me. Hmm. And uh, she talks to women who are older than she's uh, 60, I think, right now. And so she's talking to women that are uh, 70, 80, 90. She talked to Carol Burnett and asking great questions about the wisdom that they have to offer others. I changed my recommendation. I think she should play you in a movie, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, I love that. She's so funny. She's awesome. She's so funny and she's cool. Yeah. So thank you. Yes. Are you a morning person or a night person? I am a night person. Do you have a favorite hobby? Oh, I just love, you know, my hobbies are anything outdoors. So bicycling, walking, hiking, swimming. What is the strangest thing you've ever eaten on one of your many travels? Oh, I was uh, fortunate enough to do a trek in Nepal and yak. Mm. So camped in a, actually a yak patty and then had yak for, for, for the dinner. What is one of your weird quirks or funny quirks? Oh, my husband would say that I, I like to have all the dishes done. So if it's a party and even if I'm exhausted, I will, you know, if he needs to go to sleep, I'll put my headset on and I'll just do dishes um, and I'll make sure that kind of everything's done. And I don't know what that is. It's kind of like it's finished when the dishes are in the dishwasher or done. I think my husband shares that too. Describe yourself in three words. Mm. I would say, I hope, um, compassionate, happy, and probably also enthusiastic. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be and why? Oh, I, you know, I would love to understand what it feels like to be president of this country. Mm, yeah. And, you know, a hard day. I'd want to be trading on a hard day where um, I got to watch how decisions are made. Mm. You'd be a good president. Oh. I'd vote for you. Thank you. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Um, okay, so right now I'm watching The Diplomat and... Uh, actually watched the last one last night. Loved it. It's a great show. Isn't it? It's so good. Oh, I'm so glad you agree. Yeah. I mean, I just totally just was surprised by that. And then the most recent movie I've been to and oh, loved it was Air. 
um, which is the story of Nike and uh, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big part of that is probably because I grew up playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father put together a basketball court. Uh, we, you know, we weren't rich, but he uh, loved to do cement things. And so I have four brothers, and we played basketball. And uh, the era of basketball and air and um, ultimately the empowerment that came from uh, Michael Jordan's mother in negotiations um, around uh, that deal. I I, I just, I can't stop thinking about it. Mm. It is so awesome. Oh, I have to watch that soon. What is something that people get wrong about you? That I am completely optimistic, that um, I, I do think critically. Um, I do have a side that is uh, uh, that can get sad sometimes, uh, and I also um, uh, can be disagreeable sometimes. So. I've, I've seen Spicy Carmen. Spicy Carmen! <laughs> <laughs> I like Spicy Carmen. I like okay. all Carmen. <clears throat> and last question, what is one thing that you want to be remembered for? When the history books are written way in the future and they're talking about this remarkable leader, Carmen McSpadden, what do you hope that they say? I hope they say that, um, I hope they say that first she was an incredible partner to her husband, uh, that her children loved her and admired her, uh, and that she, did everything possible uh, to make and support her community. Carmen McSpadden, Leadership Montana legend. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for this opportunity, Chantel. Thanks to Carmen McSpadden and Chantel Schiefer for that fantastic conversation. And of course, thanks to you for listening in. If you've enjoyed today's episode and want to support Listen First Montana, please tell a friend about the show or post your favorite episode on social media. Those small steps can really help us connect these stories to more listeners. Our intro song is a rendition of the Montana State song by Scott Gudger, and our other music is from Blue Dot Sessions. We'll see you soon with our next episode. Until then, thanks for listening to Listen First Montana.